Welcome to Tonky Talk, the podcast for the minibios.com. Joining me today is TJ. Hi. <laughs> Chris. Hello. And I got myself a brand. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> My name is David, and on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the Daniel Radcliffe movie, Jungle, based on a true story, and then going into a game, also based on a true story. <laughs> but first, uh, 2017's Jungle, which was assigned by Chris. Yeah, so I'll run through it real quick. It's a... Uh... Dale Radcliffe uh, and his merry band of adventurers, mm-hmm. uh, played by Alex Russell, Thomas Kretschmann as the uh, Dutch, Australian, I don't know from German. where, German, but <laughs> and uh, Yasmin Kassim. Uh, the four of them kind of are on a gap year and they decide to go adventuring in uh, South America and go exploring in the jungle. Which I didn't know was the thing people did, but that's what these people do. Um, they're like they're they're backpackers. Um, you know, they talk about you know the backpacking community thinks this is blah blah blah. Um, so think they're in that culture. But yeah, so they find this this explorer dude who says that he's willing to take them to go see uh, to get National Geographic photos and go find this like this lost uh, Indian tribe. Getting at that real real. Yeah, and. Um, Things go bad uh, when one of the characters' uh, feet get fucked up. Uh, he's basically got trench foot, um, and they decide to ford a river, and that also goes bad, <laughs> and they get split up. And it's really just a story about Daniel Radcliffe being lost in the jungle by himself. That's that's the real meat of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yossi Ginsberg is the real character, real person that's based off of lost in the jungle for 19 days um, before being discovered by. Um, the guy he was separated from, uh, who ended up being a lifelong friend, but mm-hmm. ha- happily ever after. Um, turns out afterwards, I don't know why there's a post credits thing in this or a post movie thing. <clears throat> I just feel like every movie feels like they need to eulogize their own movie with like, "This is what actually happened." When yeah. it's like, no one gives a shit. It was all like we just watched it all. Um, also, like not what actually happened in this movie's case. <laughs> yeah, but like. The movie says that this, you know, foreign explorer dude who said he would lead him in the jungle was actually wanted by the authorities, um, had taken people out in the jungle before, and they'd gotten lost also. Um, but apparently that's not true, TJ Red. Yeah, he was just like a... He was like wanted in Australia for... Like a stupid robbery. Yeah. Yeah. Not that robbery is... <laughs> okay. People shouldn't be doing robberies. <laughs> Some stupid little thing. Like, <laughs> Just not, nothing involving, like... They make it seem like he like was... He may have been taking people to the jungle and killing them or something. Right, right, right. Robbing, raping, whatever. Right. That's what the movie is hinting at. Yeah. Right? yeah. Heavily. But no, he's just, he's just like, starting anew after making mistakes in his prior life. Um, maybe he can't swim. Maybe he can. Irrelevant. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought that it was an okay movie. Uh, I liked a lot of the visual effects in it. thought the makeup was really good. Um, and uh, I really like Daniel Radcliffe in it. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe was a big positive for me in the movie. I thought he, uh, regardless of what I necessarily thought about the material he was working with, he definitely sells it, and he he gives a committed performance. And you can tell, yeah, you almost wonder if like he, it was so committed that both with like his acting, but also his just body transformation in that mm-hmm. movie that you wonder if he was. If he had like awards in the back of his mind, like I mean, it's one of those things where that's often an awarded, yeah, performance when you when yeah. you completely give your body over to a role the way he did. Um, but I thought he was, I thought he was excellent in the movie. I did too, and something that was a little hurdle for some actors where you've seen in like eight movies and they're indelible with a certain voice is like uh, Dan Radcliffe is now Israeli. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> I thought, like, oh my gosh. But he, he kind of disappears into that and you, uh, I, I didn't think it was, uh, I just thought he was that character yeah. after a while. Yeah, in the first few minutes I, I was thinking, eh, is this going to like grate on my nerves just Daniel Radcliffe doing an Israeli accent the whole movie? But it winds up, uh, winds up working for me. Mm-hmm. And, and for me it's like, the material he had to work with, reminiscent of the beach, I thought, because he has to do a lot of a lot of solo acting, like some hallucination mm-hmm. as he's you know hit with hunger pangs and dehydration, um, <clears throat> and just like general uh, exhaustion. Um, 
you know, it's just a, a, I know it's not actually a guy in the woods in a camera, but that's what it felt like. I thought it was well done. Um, yeah, I also thought the effects were, were pretty good, and uh, I think for a small movie, that the what, what they were able to get from some of the action scenes was pretty good, too. Um, some of the animals and stuff he comes across were, were pretty effective. I, I was pretty, um, not engrossed, kind of lost in the world, you know, with, with the movie, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty effectively. Yeah, I, uh... I liked, I, I don't think it was present for a lot of the movie, but I, there were definitely moments where I thought the cinematography was really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's easy to do. I mean, I guess it's, I don't want to call it easy to do, but I think that's part of that is the location. And like the, yeah. the Amazon is going to lend itself to that. But there were, there were moments that I was, that I, I really liked the way they shot scenes. Um, I, I remember I really liked, the when he hits his head underwater and you see just a little bit of red but you see all the water gushing around it and mm-hmm. then you just see more red as he's bleeding underwater i like the way that scene was shot mm-hmm. yeah and you feel like uh like you've lost your equilibrium too because he's like underwater and doesn't know which way is up mm-hmm. which is part of the you know the, the terror of being lost in the rapids like that yeah um one other positive for me, I know we talked about Daniel Radcliffe. Was, we're, talking uh, about, we're talking about positives. We're like, well, let's talk positives, then negatives. And TJ, once again, has been silent. No, I mean, y'all just said, you're, I'm, I'm agreeing covering with things almost you, everything you're, you're saying. Like, yeah, there, there were scenes that were good here and there. Yeah. I do think Radcliffe did his best mm. with what he had. Um, and the makeup was great. Y'all have said all those things. I agree with all those things. Cool. I actually like the guy who played uh, Kevin. Is that mm-hmm. his friend? The, the guy who's... The American? Kevin yeah. Gale. Yeah. yeah, I liked Kevin. I thought that was well cast, and he was... He didn't have a ton to do, but he was... Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, he earnestly looked for his friend, which... I also liked Marco as well. I thought he sold the thing where it's like, he's got the trench foot, and he knows that he's holding everyone back and yeah. putting everybody in danger, and like the guilt he feels, I thought he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I thought he was particularly awful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I didn't like the cast outside of Radcliffe that much, although they were all kind of, I don't know. Yeah. They, not the shit on what y'all are saying. But. No, no. Uh, the Explorer guy, I had no idea where they were trying to imply that he was from. Mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, this is like a Dutch South African dude. And then reading about it later, it's like, nope, that's not him. It's like, what, what fucking accent is this guy doing? Because it is evolving. <laughs> um, it is sentient. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm, I'm a linguist, but like, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with him speaking ever. <laughs> yeah, my my biggest problem was I didn't feel like I had any knowledge of how long he was out there from watching the movie. Like, there, I couldn't tell what was going on. It's funny, there, there's a point, like, really late in it, that it flashes up this, like, day 17. It's like, yeah. have I been missing those? I Listen, wondered the same thing. I went back for him, and no. That's, like, the first time they indicate how many days he's been out there. There's a day six that flashes on a tree stump oh. at some point. <laughs> There's like little small yellow yeah. writing that's yeah. like in in line with the camera movement. Yeah, that is is not really obvious. I wonder if there was some other little day drops like that that I missed. No, I didn't. I felt like the pacing was was way off on the whole thing. It just didn't seem like it was doing mm-hmm. its job. Yeah, and and I won't give this movie a pass the way I would another. Where it's like, well, maybe that's the point. You know, when you're in the jungle, they do the thing where they talk about like. What day is it? He's like, Saturday, I think? Or, like, I think it's February 1st. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give it a pass for that because I, I think that it that it was sloppily done. If if you're supposed to feel like maybe he's been out there for 10 days, maybe it's been a month, like, I don't think that it's it does a good job at painting that ambiguity early so mm-hmm. that we can get sold on that. Maybe you're supposed to track the days by the... Complete overuse of morning time establishing shots. <laughs> Every fucking morning that he wakes up, there is a different scene of, of mist or fog rising from the mountains. <laughs> and, oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. I use the word different. Sometimes I'm pretty sure it's the same. I, <laughs> I think they use the same one. So hard at the drug scene in the beginning. 
Yeah. I thought it was so dumb and laughable. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that thing, the kiss awful. with the butterfly? The butterfly and the explosions? I was like, I can't watch this fucking movie. <laughs> so, I did like the drug scene. He takes the Superman thing. That actually was good. And the like editing that. starts, like, cutting, where he's like, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, leaping up close sides and stuff. Yeah, that was good. Yes, the scene at the beginning was, uh, so my wife was going to watch that movie with me, and then that scene happened, and she literally just got up and she said, all right, good luck with this. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, it's pretty eye rolly. It was the yeah, it was one of the worst scenes of the year for me. It was <laughs> scenes. And I, I wouldn't put it on my worst movies of the year, but it was that that scene in isolation was just so bad. There's some of the stuff where it's like I think he hits like. Almost every jungle trope I can think of. Quicksand. Including quicksand. Yeah, brought back my fears from when I was seven. <laughs> I was like, watching, I forgot who, who here said they had a quicksand fear. <laughs> like an well, I mean, I think like everybody did when they were little, and then you grew up and you're like, oh, that's not a thing. There's some comedian, <laughs> I need to be worried about. Yeah. There's some comedian where it's like John Mulaney. John Mulaney, that yeah. quicksand was going to be a bigger deal. <laughs> I was thinking of him at that point. He, he'd spent a lot of childhood time preparing for the reality of quicksand as an adult, <laughs> and now he's not, not able to use that. that uh, there's no way that branch wouldn't break, I feel like. It was the, uh, Dan Radcliffe is tiny. And it is true, <laughs> though. That is true. Uh he wills it not to break. <laughs> yeah, uh, but to, to to talking about the quicksand and the danger of the jungle, I want to echo some of our talk about Into the Wild. Like these are the most reckless explorers. Yeah. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. I was so annoyed with that. I was like, do I know way more about this than everybody else in the world? Because I felt like like a one rule is keep your feet dry. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, here's a puddle, yay puddle. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Even even like the one guy who might be unreliable, but who's their jungle guide? Like he's giving them rules, and they are just abandoning them immediately. Like, he's like, stay by the river. And Radcliffe, as soon as he like gets separated from everyone, just like the jungle's that way. Yeah, <laughs> just like splits <laughs> off into the jungle. Yeah. One of the most galling things is like it's a huge plot point. Marco's feet are like fucked up, and it slows them down. And Daniel Radcliffe later on was like holy shit, I did the exact same thing, and it's like, Marco, I had no idea. It's like, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably no less, I certainly no less than TJ about, like, surviving in the woods, but stick to the river seems pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, like, go downhill, stick to the river. Because I would make think, it like, ocean or a lake, and you'll be better off than you are now. Or, I don't know, a settlement? Yeah. Because like, you know where you won't find a settlement? Deep in the heart of the jungle. <laughs> you do, it's a bad settlement. It's a real bad settlement. <laughs> the other thing that was infuriating is when they have their branching point, and the guy's like, I, I live on a river. I know rivers. It's like, this is the fucking Amazon, like, rapids and shit. Yeah. You are, like, arrogant to the point that it's pissing me off. This is, this is yeah. the riveriest river in the world. What about Carl? He can't even read the river. Go fuck yourself. And then Carl, the Carl's like, this isn't Oregon. So it's no surprise that the next time <laughs> this we This isn't see- Oregon, bro. <laughs> I kind of like that burn, though. It's like, yeah. this, this isn't Oregon, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and then it's no surprise that the next time we see Kevin, he is on like the, the, the shoreline after having like wrecked his fucking ass trying yeah, to yeah. ford it again. Yeah. Well, while we're just blasting this movie... <laughs> um, I, I wasn't. I did not like the voiceover at the beginning. Also, I felt there were. I know uh, there were a couple of things that he said. So they show him meeting Marcus. So they show that they show the the little meet cute with yeah. Marcus, and then and then it's just like the next scene. He just has a voiceover. It was like you just fell in. Love. Marcus was the kind of person everybody just instantly loved and and whatnot. And I was like, well, show me that, or just either show me that. Why show me the meet? And then gloss over the relationship building. Either just just show me... We could have skipped all the part where you're showing the meeting. And we could have just established that, hey, here are some friends going into the, yeah. the jungle. And we don't need the backstory. But to show me part A, fast forward through part B with just a simple voiceover. And then... And then, part, to- and then part C is Marcus being like a whiny fucking dick. 
Right. It's like... So not even that lovable. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a guy you can sleep fall in love with. It's like, well, the only time I've seen him on screen, he's been, like, complaining that his feet hurt and he won't eat things in the jungle. Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't like voiceovers when they are just telling me things that they are unable to show me or too lazy to show me. It's that Blade Runner example that everyone uses with the, with the voiceover where... Uh, you know the police chief is like, uh, can't, like catch any skin jobs. And Harrison Ford's voiceover is like, skin job was a racist term yeah. used to describe. Like, get it? <laughs> Replicants. Move on. It's like, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, Toasters is used to deride Cylons. No shit. Yeah. So, one one thing that I think uh, I kept, I, I didn't fully know that it was based on a true story. At the end, I didn't like. I haven't heard of the book or heard of anything about the movie. And I was like, some of this stuff, you know, talking about the quicksand, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like, he encounters every single thing. And then looking it up afterwards, it's like, it's kind of like that Hacksaw Ridge thing. Is, oh, that all that kind of happened, and they cut out some stuff that would have been even more unbelievable. Yeah. Like him getting, uh, I think, famously, uh, in the book, he gets his rectum impaled by a sharp stick going down a cliff face. Oh. And he, like... He overnight like pisses himself because he's just in dire straits, and termites start eating him because of the the they're attracted to the urine. Yeah, it's like no, it was oh, like a, like not to make light of his situation, but kind of like a comedy of errors, like all the shit that happened to him in the jungle. It's like make, like write a list of the twenty worst things that would happen to you if you were in the jungle by yourself, and they all happen to him. <laughs> I kind of chuckled when I read the stick and the asshole yeah. thing. I was like, God, man, like, I can't catch a break. <laughs> the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> you see. Yeah, what a bummer. I'm, I'm bagging on it, but I, I I didn't hate it. I actually probably would, would recommend it a little bit. If you're into, like, harrowing kind of survival stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, it is a sort of a genre movie. Like, it doesn't really bring a lot that you haven't seen before, but it, it is a solid... I guess, survival movie, if that's your thing. it's. I found some of it hard to watch, not because it was poorly done, but just because it was hard for me to watch. Like, some of the bodily horror. Yeah, and it may be mixed bag, but I don't think that they over-relied on hallucinations and daydreams. I think it, it was kind of in there, here and there, but it wasn't uh, overpowering. Like, I liked 127 hours, but at a certain point, that uh, becomes overpowering. Mm. Just because you have to dramatize a person being stuck for, you know, two and a half hours of the 127 hours yeah. total. I, I, liked, uh, I liked a few of his, like, escapism, his escapist uh, daydreams that he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Vegas one where it's like he's he's playing cards and it's like being seduced by the woman and then gets distracted by the food. Yeah. He's just got a chicken wing in while the girl's like undressing. It's like yo, see, it's like oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, this is I think this is a this is average at best. Um, but when I saw the the title and kind of the description, it made me think of a movie that I think a lot of us really liked, um, which is Lost City of Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not really in, like, the main substance, but just in, like, to me, it's odd that we have two movies coming out in the same year with, you know, an underused British actor who uh, <clears throat> is doing, like, a, a solo exploration into the Amazon and... Right. You know, time period's different, motivation's different. But a theme of it is being unprepared and going into the Amazon. Yeah, hubris is definitely the, the biggest enemy in both. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and so what it also made me think of was other movies where uh, Hollywood has termed them twin movies. Uh, these are films that uh, inexplicably are released uh, with largely similar elements. Um, <clears throat> some credit... Uh, staffers moving from production company to production company, or just the fact that scripts get pitched to multiple studios before a studio finally buys it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those ideas, can't you can't unlearn them mm-hmm. um, in a way. So uh, <clears throat> it ultimately leads to an arms race uh, where you've got two production companies, you know, I want to release... There's one on here that I think is great. Um, I want to release a movie... Based on the life story of Gene Harlow, we're going to call it Harlow. And then another company's like, that's a great idea. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to call ours 
Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> so two movies called Harlow about Gene Harlow came out in the same year. Right? Wow. <clears throat> so I love this phenomenon, I, I was by wait, the way. <laughs> I was waiting on you to say, we'll call it Gene, but man, just that is just bold. Just be like, fuck it. Oh, Our yeah. Harlow <laughs> will be the better Harlow. So I have kind of a loose game for you. Loose because not a lot of preparation, but just because I want to have fun with the idea of twin films. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can do this a couple ways. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll let you guys choose. I can give you the titles of the films, and you can tell me which came out first. So who won the race? Or I can give you one title, and you have to name the second. (laughs) That's the one we want to do. Okay, well, let's do that one. And then if you can't name the second, um, or are unfamiliar with the first, I'll give you some, like, plot info. Uh, I'm just going to, like, make it up names for these movies. (laughs) I'll give you just the details that are supposedly the similar elements in it. Okay. Okay. That sound good? Keep score or just have fun? Let's just have fun. I'm jumping okay. around the list in Wikipedia. So. Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right, so... Uh, Wakanda forever. <laughs> 1939's Gone with the Wind was beaten to the big screen uh, about Southern Bells during the American Civil War by what movie? Man. I don't know. I'm not aware of this. This is a movie great. called Sherman. <laughs> yeah, we can come up with a guess, though. I'll, yeah, I'll say... Vicksburg. Maybe the original North and South? I'm say Savannah. It's called Jezebel. It was ah. created for Betty Davis when she oh. failed to win the role of Scarlett O'Hara. Mm. Gar- and got oh, wow. I've I'm heard of that movie. Own. I didn't know it was Yeah, me too. That. Well, and these are also like, there's nothing that actually buckles these movies together right. except for like a heavy assumption. And with this mm-hmm. one, there's details that like, there was a role written for her that was a Scarlett O'Hara role when she didn't get the role of Scarlett O'Hara. Right. So like that's that's the the, the through line there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these I don't know which one's the more famous one, um, <clears throat> but there were two movies released in one year. Oh, that's not an interesting one, but uh, the I think the famous one being Oscar Wilde about the Irish playwright Oscar Wilde. What is the second movie that was released? Uh, maybe a month after. I think I. What is it? I think it, is the other one just called Wild. No. Shit. That's Reese Witherspoon movie. Well, there may be a TV movie. Um, oh, the more famous one is the one that you have to guess. The more famous one. Um, Wait, can I guess again? Yeah. The importance of being Oscar? No. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, so weird. Does it help to know that Peter Finch plays Oscar Wilde hmm. and James Mason, isn't it? It does not. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. The answer to that is clearly no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Trials of Oscar Wilde. Ah. That's why I said it wasn't interesting. Told <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, Should I start recording? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys ready? Just let me know when you're ready. <laughs> the Harlow Harlow thing is really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to read more about that. Um, kind of a tw- twin film phenomenon here. But uh, the earliest examples of the black exploitation genre. On the one hand, we have Shaft. On the other hand, we have hmm. Foxy Brown. This is got one of the greatest titles, especially in the black exploitation movement, because it is clear what they're trying to do. Is it? Uh, is it the Melvin Rock. Van Peebles one? Sweet, sweet back, sweet revenge. Sweet, sweet backs, badass. There song. it is. <laughs> badass has like twelve S's. Yeah, uh, that's great. Sweet, sweet. Back. <laughs> uh, two movies released in the same year about gang wars between New York teenage street gangs of various ethnicities. Uh, on the one hand, we have the Warriors. Has anyone heard of the lesser known one? Directed by Philip Kaufman, starring Ken Wall, John Friedrich, Karen Allen, Tony Callum. I've never heard of this movie. Assault on Did pretty well. 13. Did 23 million in the box office for so 1979. John Carpenter movie. Oh, uh, right. Um, the Furies? <laughs> the Furries. This one is tough. Streets Stre- of Rage. Street Toughs. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the end. Uh, the Wanderers. The Warriors. I wonder if there's one guy that's like Wanderers come out to play. What's what's the the gang leader's come name? Come out for games. <laughs> Are you into it? <laughs> I don't remember 
remembers that iconic scene when Cyprus unites the gangs. <laughs> Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> this pairs The Shining and the Amityville Horror. I don't buy it. Nah. It's, just, it's reason is supernatural horror films about a family moving into a building where a previous family of tenants has been murdered. I guess that's true, but they're so different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there are definitely facts that exist in both of those, but like... <laughs> You know, it's any haunting movie that has a family in it. Yeah, you could say, like, a slasher movie where teenagers get murdered. It's like, okay, well, that's, like, the entire 80s and 90s. <laughs> there are two movies, 1983 and 1984. Um, both adaptations of Georges Bizet's, or Bizet, whatever. Uh, opera Carmen. They're both called Carmen. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> oh, man. <laughs> I want to read all of these and make you guess both. Uh, both well-received Golden Age hip-hop films focusing on all four pillars of hip-hop culture. See also 1983 documentary Style Wars focusing on graffiti and to a lesser extent breakdancing. 1984 film Breakin' focused largely on breakdancing. 1985's Crush Groove. Like, <laughs> Crush Groove. But there were two other... It's, it's like America or Hollywood discovered that like black people had their own culture. <laughs> so they're just like, we got to make movies about this stuff. <laughs> Uh, do you guys no that's a bad prompt there's a book about it is there is it called like Can't Stop Won't Stop or anything they're Wild Style and Beat Street Beat Street for Beat Street we're gonna get into more from the near ones now I thought it was about Dwight Schrute both of these movies feature protagonists who go back in time and meet high school versions of their family members played by the same actors okay so one is obviously Back to the Future yeah is the other one is it that it's not that Robin Williams movie, is it? With the best of times, best of times. But that's just like they don't go back. Living the yeah, they just play the game again. Oh right, okay. It is a Francis Ford Coppola film. What? Jack, starring Kathleen Turner. Peggy Sue got married. Oh yes. Oh shit. I, I always forget that's one. the plot of that movie. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. That's Francis Ford Coppola. I did not know that. <laughs> Money for the vineyard. That movie's like pretty racy too, isn't it? Like compared to Back to the Future, for sure. I think so. I don't know. I think it's got like nudity in it. I don't know. Back to the Future, he tries to fuck his mom, so I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I that. think his mom tries to fuck him. Yeah, right. Good right, Brent. Man, Peggy Sue beat Back to the Future. It was nominated for three Academy Awards. <laughs> wow. Uh, there were three movies released in 1987 and 1988 that all portray youngsters who reverse roles with older men. Can you name... <laughs> yep, that's that's the, the big one. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see if any of these are actually notable. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> I love clicking on a movie and seeing the, the poster and being like, I know both those guys. Uh, one of these was a star of a uh, Talk of Fame rejected movie. Audrey Tattoo? <laughs> Zapped? Is that one of them? Nope. I'll tell you that Dudley Moore is in one of them. Oh, shit. So there's only two rejected movies. Arthur 2, Life on the Rocks. <laughs> and Kirk Cameron is also in that movie with Dudley Moore. Oh, what? Oh, I vaguely recall this, but I don't know the name of it. It is called Like Father, Like Son. <laughs> <laughs> and then who's the other... So what movie are... It's Werewolf in Paris? Yeah, Morbid. London. That was or, the rejection. Yeah, London. I thought he was in a movie called Zap. That was like that. Uh, and then the other one, uh, directed by Paul Flaherty, well, uh, starring George Burns. And I don't know who Charlie Schlatter is, but he's apparently the child who switches with the old man. Or not child, but. Oh, that, God. That's the only George Burns movie I know. <laughs> oh, God, you devil. That movie is called 18 Again. Oh, uh, that was a. Uh, that was like a. Charting hit song for George Burns. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's like a spoken word thing. Like, I wish I was eighteen again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to guess the two movies in nineteen eighty nine about a police officer who's who gets partnered up with the dog? Yes. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Yeah. And K nine. Yeah. James Belushi. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Why don't you say James Belushi? Well, you're in the formal setting. <laughs> Sir James Belushi. Like <laughs> announcing him at a party. <laughs> Sir James Belushi of House Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dead. It's probably dead. 
the career slayer. That'd <laughs> be the Bolucci motto. What is that? Probably the only probably. actor willing to work with Woody Allen anymore. <laughs> there are three movies that were released in the early 90s, 93, 94, that are road movies about a couple engaging in multi-state killing sprees and based loosely or actually on Charles Starkweather. Well, one is Natural Born Killers. What other movie, also starring Juliette Lewis oh, as the main character? Uh, romance. California, with a K. Oh, California, with a K. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt's in that. The third thing was actually a, a mini-series, but it's uh, Murder in the Heartland, about the exact same thing. Huh. Huh. Uh, do you want to give me the uh, the titles of the films? I'm jumping in time. Just yeah. Up, it's one in my head. Of, like, why did they put The Road and Book of Eli? Like, yeah, they're both, both post-apocalyptic about a, like... That kind of became a big trying thing. Trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> 2011 romantic comedy about a pair of friends who have casual, non-romantic sexual relationship. For this, the hard part is remembering which one's which. Like, there's... Uh, friends with Benefits is JT and Mila Kunis. Yes. And then... What's the other one called? I, like, I think the other one... I like the other one better. Natalie the Ashton... Kutcher one and Natalie Portman. No Those strings things. attached. Yeah. Is it Ashley Kutcher and Natalie Portman? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah. I, I like watched both of those like really close together and I just can't. I think it's just like they're just two sets of friends who live like across the street from each other. They have to be. <laughs> I think one of them was, uh, I think there's the common script was originally called Fuck Buddies. Nice. <laughs> Which would be tough to do a major release, <laughs> but I like that title a lot better than like Friends with Benefits or yeah. No Strings Attached. Uh, two. Uh, we'll go see fuck buddies. <laughs> there were four iconic horror properties in late 2003, early 2004, that combined with each other to make two films. The does that make sense? The way that I'm saying that is two like volume one and volume two sets. No, one property properties A, B, C, and D paired off. Into natural two sets. studies, yes. Yeah. So like A and B, and then C and D. Uh, so there's two examples of this. All yes. like on. the year 2003, Both. 2004, and their horror the, movies. The horror genre was 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 crossover heavy. Is and one Ring, the Ring, and the Grudge? Is one Soul Survivor? I'm describing this poorly. If those are your guesses. Uh, Ur- the, urban Legend. Still. <laughs> yeah. What? Say it again. I don't understand. <clears throat> And neither do they, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> there was room for crossovers. I can't say the word that I want to say because it gives it away immediately uh, in this stupid game that I'm building as we go, where if you had a bracket, Team A and Team B combined into one movie, and on the other side, Team C and Team D combined into the other movie, which makes people think that these are twin films because of how ridiculous it is to cross these properties together. Alien vs. Predator? Yes. Oh. oh Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> I wanted to say versus so bad. Yeah. Um, I got you. That, the bracket analogy helped a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, can anyone tell me both movies from late 2005, early 2006 about the writing of In Cold Blood? Uh, Capote and... Um, what's the... Oh, infamous. Infamous. Yeah. We talked about it with the biopic yeah. one. Yeah. It's yeah. the Toby Jones one. Mm. Yeah, supposedly the director got a call from the screenwriter and uh, was like, yeah, I've got, your, I've got your script on my desk right now. And he had never delivered it because he was looking at Capote and was on the phone with the screenwriter for Infamous. <laughs> nice. Sandra Bullock, I think, plays Harper Lee in Infamous. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both 2009 movies about uh, uh, unsuspecting heroes from a local shopping center. Paul Blart, Mall Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart, Mall Blart is definitely one. Oh, and uh, Observant Report? Yeah. Yeah, the. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I like Observant Report. Yeah. It's dark as fuck. It was way better than Paul Blart, Mall Blart. <laughs> it was Paul Blart, Dark Blart. <laughs> dark Blart rises. <laughs> to Paul Blart Ghost Station. Wait, Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol are just combined? <laughs> uh. I mean, there's, they have a lot of entries for this, and I, but 
I'm not talking about Doomsday Rock, Asteroid Judgment Day, or Tychus, but uh, centered around an impending impact event. Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah. Deep Impact. That's one that people point to a lot, as well as animated movies about insects. Ants. Bugs Life and Ants. Yeah. With a Z. <clears throat> or in 97, man, they were just like incestuous. This is one I was thinking of. Dante's Peak. Yeah. Yeah. About Volcano. Eruptions. Volcano. Man, Volcano is a boring ass movie for what it like compared to what it should be. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was better than Dante's Peak though. I like Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak at least just erupted at one point <laughs> in the movie. Volcano is just like a slow sludge of lava. Isn't that Tommy Lee Jones? The and, then, and then it's just ash. That's yeah. It. Just goes straight to ash. Tommy Lee Jones is like, this yeah, volcano is about to go. We need to circle <laughs> off a 12 mile perimeter. Yeah. He's also, he's also in charge of that movie somehow. Like he's the guy who runs everything, but he's like the head of the subway. Like, I don't know why he's like, why is everybody paying attention to this guy? <laughs> Wait, lava comes, lava is coming up from beneath. What else is beneath us? We need an expert in what's underneath the surface of the roads. The geologist or the subway guy? <laughs> subway guy. I've ridden his trains. Also, Dante's Peak does suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw it in the theaters. I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I've never re- revisited it. It's an exhilarating like eruption scene where like all the everything's coming through the town and they're mm-hmm. like trying to escape. Remember that. Did they go in a boat across the magma at some point? Oh, Probably. <laughs> That's not how magma works. Science. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there are the rest of these I don't really buy a lot of, uh, but the big one this year is a uh, poor, poor, poor Churchill, uh, mm. 2017 movie, <laughs> uh, being up against the Darkest Hour. Because um, who's Churchill in there? Brian Cox. Oh, I like Brian Cox, and he looks like. You know, in the Actors Roundtable thing, Gary Oldman, or in the Actors on Actors on Variety, Gary Oldman talks about, like, well, usually they get someone who looks already a little bit like Winston Churchill and not like a nebbish Brit to (laughs) portray him. So the makeup is less intense. Yeah. There's also another one that's this year. and Well, I mean, it's about two, three years removed, but I know they were producing them at the same time, which was, uh, do you know the name of the new Jungle Book movie? (laughs) Live action Jungle Book that's coming out this year. Mowgli? Yeah, it's called Mowgli. Is that the Andy Circus one? Yeah. There's also like a cross um, TV movie one that's 2017, 2018. All the Money in the World, John Paul Getty, the J. Paul Getty kidnapping. It's also a Danny Boyle, uh, going to be an anthology series. Have you guys seen the previews for it? I have, and I thought it was like a. Same thing. Like Same a story. Weird trailer for All the Money in the World that I missed. No, it's called Trust. And it's going to be on FX. Hmm. I've got a quick little game whenever you're done. It won't take long. I'm, I'm mostly done, but I, th- I thought it was funny that in this list they included the disaster artist and best friends when they're like, both depict the friendship between Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau. And it's like, yeah, but best friends, they're acting again. <laughs> like they're, they're playing fictional characters. But when they say like rough night and girls trip, it's like, I think it's pretty important to the people who love the movie sure. Girls Trip. That the movie is different, but anyway, yeah, that's a stupid little phenomenon. It's really more just go read the Wikipedia page because some of the stories are just bizarre, like Skyline and Battle Los Angeles, or yeah, Skyline and Battle Los Angeles. Sony actually sued Skyline because more than just the idea of aliens invading and embedding in Los Angeles, the visual effects team may have stolen assets directly from Battle Los Angeles, mm. <laughs> and like. They might the visual teams might have worked together That's on nuts. both those shitty movies. So Sony sued and was arbitrated. Yeah. Part of this that I always think of is the scene in uh, Knocked Up, where they talk about their their Mr. Skin knockoff yeah. that they do that they never heard of Mr. Skin. It's like maybe they can support two different things, <laughs> like uh, Panda Express and like I always remember Yoshinoya Beanpole, which I guess is a California thing, but like different kinds of restaurants. And I think they mentioned Dante's Peak Volcano or something like that. Nice. But that moment when they find that when they first go on and they're all looking at Mr. Skin, it's so funny. <laughs> See, it's better. It's a better name. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do a quick of these because I always think they're funny and y'all can play or I can just tell you it doesn't really matter. Well, it'll be funny to hear I'll guess some few of these, but the Asylum movies. <laughs> Y'all know what the Asylum is? Oh, yeah. That's the, the studio who makes rip-off movies. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's yeah, a section yeah. here about mockbusters. 
Yeah. <laughs> but a like, great name for it. Uh, they made a mockbuster on the movie 10,000 BC. Can we guess what it was called? 20,000 BC. Higher. <laughs> 100,000 BC? Higher. The, uh, million? One million BC. 100 million BC. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's so good. My I love some of these, like the Fast and the Furious mockbuster. It was called Street Racer. <laughs> You should give us the their title. Sometimes I can't do that okay, because they're so obvious. Like Transmorphers, I know, is the famous Transformers <laughs> yeah. one. With Bruce Boxleitner in it. <laughs> yeah. And Battle Los Angeles, it has Battle for Los Angeles, which is a mockbuster. And a Rage Against Machine album. <laughs> uh, what about... I remember always seeing these at Blockbuster and watching mm-hmm. like the person has to tell like the old woman in front of me like no you don't want this for your kid this is Transmorphers alright the Aliens vs. Predator mockbuster was called Aliens vs. what? Hunter Hunter <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is actually just the plot of Predator 20,000 leagues under the sea now 30,000 leagues under the sea um, like the one we can go ship, deeper which is not even a uh, what, what do y'all think the day the earth stood still mockbuster is? The week the Earth stood still. No. Um, the, the day the Earth stopped moving. The day the Earth stopped. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even what that movie's about. <laughs> oh God! Uh, bring it on is number one cheerleader camp. <laughs> these are like uh, Google translates. <laughs> yeah, no, these are these are your mom half remembers a movie and asks you about yeah, it. That's <laughs> true. The SNL commercial, the translator, it's like, uh, that guy, uh, Jimmy Guggenheim. And he punches it in like, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a great sketch. I saw on uh, Just Watch that uh, one, uh, there's a movie called Car- Cargo <laughs> that just uh, hit, uh, I don't know, 2B TV or something, and it's, uh, it is... It's set in a world where all cars are animated. They all have faces on the front, and one really uh, kind of arrogant car has to, it winds up getting secluded in a in a like a little on an island in this movie, where he learns values or like some some valuable lessons about family and life and love and everything. Right, that's <laughs> called <this> cargo. <laughs> Something my favorite. The movie y'all remember? I think Brent watched it. Eleven hyphen eleven hyphen eleven. So, I did not watch that. I watched uh, 13, 13, 13. Okay. Well, the movie 11-11-11 has a mockbuster. It's 11, backslash 11, backslash 11. <laughs> <laughs> I was why you're pronouncing hyphen. I was like, yeah. 11-11-11. <laughs> Ooh, are y'all familiar <coughs> with the 2017 movie Operation Dunkirk? <laughs> Ooh, what specific rims mockbuster? Oh, I've seen that. Atlantic Edge. Atlantic Rim. Robocop. Robocop. Cyborg. Psycop. Oh, you're so close. Robo Police. Cop robots. And Android Cop. Android Cop. So dumb. Is there like one studio that does this? Yeah, the asylum. Okay. Last king in Scotland. Last queen in Wales. Cargo. Oh god. Oh no. Again, the, with the eyes in the windshield. Ooh, there's a Fifty Shades of Grey mockbuster. Has nothing to do with the title Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's still guessable. Wait, is S and M? No, it, you're close. Bondage. Closer. Bound. Bound. That's already like is it a two different Carpenter movies in it. Uh, from, probably I, don't I know. think I, I heard about her from, from she, Buffy. From Buffy, <laughs> I think she was in some like real shitty uh, Fifty Shades knockoff. The 2016 mockbuster Izzy's Way Home animated movie. Rango. <laughs> Izzy's Way Home, Finding Nemo. Dory. 16 Finding Dory. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I know why you would make a, a mockumentary, but. Or not mockumentary, a mock mockbuster. Buster. But the high school musical mockbuster is just called Sunday School Sunday School Musical. School musical. <laughs> I uh, like this high school musical thing, on. but it needs to be more Jesus themed. Planet of the Apes mockbuster is Planet of the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get your fins off me, you damn dirty sharks. <laughs> so the guy who directed 131313 13, 13, 13, directed Cargo. <laughs> he also he also directed the 2017 movie Circus Kane. Oh god. Yeah. It's another uh, it's a mock-off of it. I think so. Uh Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter has a mock-off. Abraham Abraham Lincoln versus zombies. <laughs> it's just artless. Da Vinci treasure. Uh, like Geostorm has one. It's called Geo Disaster. <laughs> alien Covenants. Alien Convergence. There, there are some. There, there are some where like this studio is not play well. Is, is just intentionally making the titles close enough to confuse people who are trying to get movies. Like the Transmorphers Transformers thing, yeah, like, that is a plot to deceive. Yeah. How uh, are they still in business, though, in streaming? It's like if you're like on Netflix or something, oh, I'll do that. And it's like, well, you know instantly if it's not that. It's not like you return it back to Blockbuster. Look at how shitty this poster is. Because it's it's ripping off the Pirates of the Caribbean poster. Quest for Snake Island. <laughs> Pirates. Quest for Snake Island. They on behalf even, of Snake Island. They didn't even like center justify Quest for Snake Island on it. It's like indented. <laughs> oh, man. Because they're like, well, we have this whole like scrawl, I guess. The the only one I've seen of those is uh, one night me and Cassandra had drank a bunch and watched Snakes on a Train, <laughs> which is not the plot of Snakes on a Plane at all. It is a giant snake that eats a train. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so it should have been called Trains, trains in a Snake. snake. <laughs> uh, and then I, I'm enjoying looking at the posters for these more than the titles. Yeah, the posters are fantastic. <laughs> Does anyone know? Snakes on a Train gives it away, by the way. Look at that poster. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the movie is the the mockbuster. It's called Tappy Toes. <laughs> Look at this fucking poster. <laughs> Look at that penguin's feet. Uh, you gotta put some of these in the show notes. It's tap shoes. <laughs> Two bit animation bullshit. Yeah, tappy oh, toes. Man. I think that a a warning flare just went off at Google HQ for me clicking on the Tappy Toes poster. <laughs> you took the honey pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's fun. Ratatouing. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants a good laugh, the Asylum Wikipedia page is fantastic. <laughs> Not ratatouille, ratatouing. <laughs> anyway. I think it's. I think part of this is to capitalize on people who are really bad at spelling mm. and really bad at remembering names, so they look. Yeah, up like alien names. convergence instead of covenant. Uh, what's that called? Alien uh, convergence. Alien c word. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metal band. <laughs> it's a All right, juggalo band. So let's bring this in for a landing. What is the uh, homework for next week? Oh yeah, talk fame. Um, <laughs> tired of sharks. Tired of the sharks. Because the it's just someone who lives in a cage. This is not based on anything. This is just where my surgeons have led me. The sharks aren't the only ones fed up. Oh. Yeah. Um, talk of fame. Talk of fame nominee for the next podcast. Um, Barely in the five-year window, this movie. Mm. Nah, it's like 90 years old. We're going with uh, Metropolis. Okay. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Nice. I've always wanted to I've see it. I've never seen it. So. Yeah. I have watched part of it. It's I've, also, watched, I've, I've watched some of it, but I've never... very long, right? Two and a half two hours. Two and a half hours. Okay. It's workable. So, warning, there's multiple versions on Netflix, right? I don't think so. There's one with a Giorgio Moroder score that's Metropolis in color. I think that's on Netflix. Versus. And there's the, the original one. Is it also th- on Netflix? I don't know. Well, hold on. <laughs> so what was that one? <laughs> the amazing bulk. <laughs> get ready to get purple. <laughs> <laughs> don't get mad. Get purple. <laughs> it looks like Toxic Avengers. <laughs> looks like somebody actually crossed Michael Chiklis with the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a metropolis, huh? Yeah. Oh, no, well, no, maybe not. We're checking. Oh, we want to make sure it's the original that we're watching? I'm oh. sure it's on Filmstruck if, if uh, it's not on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, this movie is called Atlantic Rim. Oh, this looks like the original to me. <laughs> no? Yeah. I thought the, the Giorgio Moroder score was supposed to be really good, though. But I guess that's real immaterial to what we do here. Uh, it says Metropolis Restored. <laughs> I don't know why I like the anime. Yeah, it should be fine. Most. It, I can't remember where I saw it, but there's one with like a like disco synth score. It's not this. Man, this is going to be a rough watch, the, but we'll, we'll go through The Giorgio Moroder one that was nominated for Razzies. Or Razzies. Yeah. Well, it's just called Metropolis. Or is it like a, have a hyphen or something? Maybe now just to... So yeah, Metropolis is probably going to be the oldest movie we'll ever assign for homework. Um, challenge accepted. I was, that, I was between that and another one that I've always wanted to see and never saw. Let me guess, I, I train show. coming towards the screen? Man <laughs> 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 on moon. Horse Man animation? <laughs> nah, there was a, it, was, it was much newer, but I want to save it for the next one. I think. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I look forward to that. It's probably been on my Netflix queue as long as I've had Netflix. It's one of those it's like, things like... At one point I'm going to see that movie. I'll have to force myself to watch it one day, so yeah. might as well do it for this. Sure. Alright, so that was uh, Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MuniBias.com. Please visit the site and see our stuff. You can connect with us on uh, Twitter, Gmail. Uh, we have Facebook pages. Nope, Facebook page and Facebook <laughs> groups. And uh, things you can do to help us is subscribe to the podcast and please give us a rating. Yeah, mentioning on that real quick, I know a lot of people um, that have reached out to me to find episodes and stuff say they just download on their computer or stream from the RSS feed, which is awesome. Thanks for listening, but downloads help a lot. Mm-hmm. If you can at least subscribe, maybe, because that doesn't annoy you too much. Absolutely. There, there are, uh, if you don't like Apple Podcast apps or the Google uh Google Play app. There's other ones out there that are pretty good and free. Yeah. Cool. And I want to say thanks to you guys for being here. You're welcome. And uh, thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks. Incredible bulk. Or the amazing bulk. Oh, God. That was horrifying. This is not it. It's that. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town slowpokes long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know All the things that I know uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>